Thank you, men, for staying committed for seven weeks of hard work. We've accomplished a lot together. We've built stronger bonds of love and friendship, and we've grown closer to Jesus. Tonight, we're going to talk about control. So experiment with me. Let go of controlling the next 15 minutes. Set aside everything, especially your phones, just for 15 minutes, and see what God will do with your heart and your mind. Let's open with prayer. Heavenly Father, thanks for this time with my dear brothers. Lord, help the camera, this connection this way, help it not distract us. Holy Spirit, come to our house where we are in the place we're at today. Be with us, change us, help us hear you, Lord. Most of all, Lord, help us relinquish control of our life to you, Jesus, fully. Help us not hold back, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen. I've taken 13 trips to Africa and spent an average of about seven days on every one of those trips. And one of the most difficult parts of traveling in East Africa is the traffic and the roads. The traffic around those larger cities like Kampala, Uganda, and Nairobi, Kenya is beyond insane. It appears there's no control of any kind. It's just pure chaos. The diesel fumes and the absurd amount of time it takes to get anywhere on top of three days of jet lag would fill me with anger and depression every time we went. What made it so bad for me is we were not able to drive while we were there. Sitting in the back seat of a truck robbed me of all my control. I still hate the thought of traveling in those cities. You know, talking with numerous men, I've come to realize that giving up control in most areas of our life is pretty difficult and often creates anxiety for us. So how about for you? And what part of your life does loss of control cause you anxiety? Control is a fundamental issue for us as Christians. We are given the freedom to control every area of our life with or without God's influence. Autonomy means living with personal authority as our sole source of governance. Autonomy has truly become the American way. No one, not even God, tells us what to do. On the other hand, God's sovereignty is Christian. God's rules and his laws are our boundaries in which we joyfully find freedom to obey and from which we experience true happiness. Tonight, we'll explore God's sovereignty and our autonomy. I hope you'll take a hard look at which laws govern your life. I would argue that most of us as Christians, even after calling Jesus Lord, follow the self-focused paradigms of the American culture far more often than the sacrificial commands of Jesus. We started our study with a look at Jonah, who was asked by God to do something he didn't want to do. He ran from God to avoid sharing God's message with a group of people he deeply hated. Interesting. This sounds a lot like how many of us behaved last year during the election. As he sailed away to avoid God, the ship crew almost died as God used a massive storm to force the men to deal with Jonah. The sailors threw him into the sea where he was swallowed by a huge fish. This gave him a time out, three days to consider who would be in charge of his life. His prayers made it clear Jonah was now willing to follow God. God induced the fish to vomit Jonah out and then restored him to the original task. This story, which Jesus references as a foreshadowing of his own life, vividly depicts a critical part of the Christian walk. We must decide if we will live a life of autonomy, life where we make all the rules, or a life that allows God to have full control. God gives us the freedom to choose this path every day. 
recognize in the story God doesn't give up on Jonah. Jonah goes through a, a lot of fear and pain in order to get realigned to the life he had committed to God. So what suffering have you caused others to endure because you've been running from God? If you ask Christians, we are deeply worried about every area of our life. Those fears drive us to control as much as possible so we can live wealthy, comfortable, safe, happy, and viewed as good people. Unfortunately, our chronic controlling actually makes us feel unhappy. When we over-control people, it doesn't cause them to love us. They get frustrated and pull away from us. We also love people less when we try to control them because they disappoint us when they don't do what we expect. Controlling outcomes is commonly achieved through intense goal setting. To achieve those goals, we often shut down any activity that may be a distraction. But unfortunately, the things we shut down are often things we love to do with people we love to be around. People with a high need for control are frequently unhappy because life brings chaos, forcing changes to their plans, and subsequently causing them not to achieve what they had planned. You know, control at its heart is self-focused. That is in direct opposition to the way God designed mankind. God designed us to find happiness through an unselfish love for others. So this conflict of what we do versus how we are designed creates a great deal of tension. Love, I believe, is the most critical measure of our obedience to God. Jesus said the most important laws that govern our life are to love God and to love our neighbor. Christian love is the opposite of autonomy. It requires us to set aside our passionate pursuit of personal needs. It demands us to release control of our life to Jesus. It puts the needs of others ahead of our own needs. True love, which we all need, requires us to submit to the laws of love. And the Apostle Paul defines the laws of love in 1 Corinthians 13 and in Romans 12. He says, love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not rude nor proud. It's not easily angered nor self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil. It rejoices in truth. It protects, trusts, always hopes, and it always perseveres. It doesn't seek revenge or repay evil with evil. Now, contrast that to the American view of love. Love is for my happiness, pleasure, and personal fulfillment. It is found in any form of sex I choose with whomever I choose and whenever I choose it. Love needs to happen when I need it and in the way I want it. If a person does not love me according to my terms, I have every right to walk away from them and demand they compensate me for my suffering. Love is my right and I will demand it my way. Love is a feeling and when it's gone, I'm gone. You know, I hear a lot of people today say, I love you. And I often wonder which of these loves they're offering. Men, love is designed by God first chooses to follow Jesus. God so loved us that he gave his one and only son. We must have the power of Jesus controlling our hearts and minds because our natural bent is to be self-consumed. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll follow my commands. Christian love is a decision to surrender control of your life to those commands. 
Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. This choice is the fundamental choice of salvation. Will you give God control of your life or will you keep it? A life where God is given sovereign control is a life where daily fear leads us back to God, not to ourself. Giving Jesus the absolute authority to rule your heart and mind requires each of us to believe. We have to believe what the Bible says about what happens when God is in control instead of us. So listen to a few examples. From Joshua, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. When God's words saturate your heart and mind, God will bring about kingdom success and prosperity in your life. And by the way, that may not look like American success. From Proverbs, in the heart of man are his plans, but God determines his steps. God chooses your steps every single day. He is actively involved in your life. Your death grip on the controls is having minimal impact on your daily results. From Isaiah, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God gives you daily strength and he protects you. That doesn't come from you. From Genesis, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. All the good I accomplish in my life comes from God, not from my self-focused plans and from Romans. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Whatever appears to be bad in your life has a really good purpose. Just because you cannot see the broader purpose does not mean God is causing you to uselessly suffer. Remember the death of Lazarus was allowed to strengthen the faith of his disciples at the expense of his sisters. From Chronicles, yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head above all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. My trust must be in the one God that has power and wisdom, which I do not have. He has unlimited access to power and control I will never, ever have. No one can overturn his plans. So why do we as Christians continually follow the American way of controlling our life? Well, I believe we're not convinced God will truly take care of us. We take control because we have no idea how to live trusting God with all those needs in our life. American culture and media have convinced us that autonomy, where we make all our own rules, will provide all we want and desire. But Jesus says the exact opposite. He says that if we help others, our depression will end. If we give people choices instead of controlling them, they'll feel empowered. If we enjoy the beauty of his creation, instead of changing it, we'll truly experience God. If we exercise self-control, fruits come forth that create treasure in heaven for us. If we give thanks in all things, 
we will experience deep lasting peace. And if we love God and love our neighbors, we will feel loved, valued, and trusted. If we surrender control of our life to Jesus, we give up treasure on earth for a short time, yet we gain vast treasures in heaven with God for eternity. The sovereignty of God cannot exist in the life of a man who lives with autonomous control. One set of laws must govern your life. God's laws or yours. Satan wanted God's throne. He wanted full autonomy. He did not want to submit to God. The original sin of Adam and Eve was a choice to live outside the law of God. They believed the lie of the devil that outside of God's will, they would not die. Satan, Adam and Eve were wrong. God is still in charge. Satan will be killed, Adam and Eve are dead, and we also will die. What is amazing for Christians is that even when we are living under the illusion of being in control, God is still in control. Nothing in creation, including our own bad decisions and desire for control, can separate us from the love of God. And God will use everything, including what we did for selfish gain, for his good and his perfect plan. I'm not sure on this side of heaven that God will let us see situations he salvaged from our selfish stupidity. I do know, as I have spent more years in my business, God has fixed many things that should have failed many times over. My business success has only been because God has chosen to help me. Most of what I have done should have failed. The times they have failed make it clear I have far less control than I think I do. One of the best ways to give up control to Jesus is to read and practice the instructions by the Apostle Paul in Romans 12. That one chapter in the Bible is a fantastic roadmap that liberates us from this intense need to control everything. Chip Ingram wrote a great book called True Spirituality, Becoming a Romans 12 Christian. I recommend you read it over the next six weeks during our spring break. Meet with a few other men every week and discuss the content. This book was instrumental in pushing me to start Heart of a Man. It challenged me to let go of my control of leading my company. I've always been serving God at Packmore, but never knew he could use me in a far greater way if I was willing to walk away from the day-to-day -day leadership of the business. My study of Romans 12 helped me let go of my death grip on the business. Now, I still have days when I slide back into needing that, have that control. Those days are less. I've been more committed to Jesus and following his commands to love my brothers. I'm seeing far more miracles both in my heart and the lives of many of you. I'll close with this story. In 1948, Bill and Vonette Bright were married. Bill was running a business in Hollywood and trying to get his seminary degree. He and his new wife had a painful argument about their lack of time together. So that night, they wrote and signed a contract with Jesus, vowing to give up all claims to material possessions and to do whatever God called them to do for the rest of their lives. In 1951, on the campus of UCLA, Bill Bright started Campus Crusade for Christ, best known for the billions of people who have seen the Jesus film all over the, all over the world. Bill walked away from his business and eventually left seminary because both were keeping him from serving the Lord in the way he was called. 
Bill and his wife never accepted any royalties, honorariums, or income from his books. He gave away a million-dollar grant from the Templeton Foundation. They never accepted more than a modest salary. And in his last years, Bill gave away all his retirement money to start an institute in Russia. Bill released control of all he had so he could be fully surrendered to God's will. And Bill said countless times, God provided every single thing they needed. His faith grew every day because he committed to live relying solely on God for all his needs. So what are you controlling that you feel God is calling you to release today? Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these precious men and the time we've had to wrestle with this topic. Lord, push us now on this idea of who's controlling our life and help us give it up. Help us really submit to you, Lord, and let you run, let you control, let you be the guy taking all the lead in the decisions, Lord. Holy Spirit, help take that fear of that away from us. Give us trust in you, Jesus. Walk with us, Father. Challenge us this day. Show us where we're hanging on, where we need to let go. Lord, we trust you now. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you, dear brothers, for this incredible time we've had together. Please don't take these times for granted or discount the men God has brought into your life through heart of a man. Our days are numbered, and we should deeply appreciate these special moments when we experience God, unified as brothers under the love of Jesus. May God bless you.